it's still coming. All right, I'm just gonna clap because it's gonna mean like a big, Actually, well, it's gonna no, it's gonna have a big hang on. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's oh, gonna God, So you can like go back and see. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So action in a way, I guess. Hi, my name is Daniel. I love Bob Dylan. My name is Kelly, and I don't really care about Bob Dylan. And this is Side of the window. window. This is a podcast pretending to be about Bob Dylan. And we talk about Bob Dylan and life. Kind of. That's it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Have you ever heard Sound of the Window? No. All right, let me just pause it really quick. Sign on a window says lonely. Sign on a door says no company allowed. Sign on a street says you don't own me. Sign on a porch says three's a crowd. Sign on a port says the three's a crowd. Her and her boyfriend went to California. Because three's a crowd, Kelly and I are here to discuss Bob Dylan's 2001 song off of Love and Theft. This is Honest With Me. Well, I'm standing in the city that never sleeps. Some of these women, they just give me the creep. I'm voting the South So that was Honest With Me. Kelly, what were your thoughts? I think it sounds like a ska song right off the bat. I know. It's ska, like, like like a reggae or like second? Like sec- second wave ska. Okay. Like, like the specials or like toasters. So like Catch-22, Q, Catch-22 here. Is that, isn't that the third wave? This is how little we know about everything. Shit. So like Real Big Fish and stuff are third wave. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe Catch-22 is on the... I mean, can we just play some Catch-22? I'm just going to overload <laughs> this part with some, some Gatsby Nights. All right. Gotcha. Uh, Bob Dylan is afraid of women in the south sides of cities, which I found out was New York City, but that's a spoiler for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this song is really long. Uh, yeah, it's good. They're going to they're gonna be long, so deal. You gotta, they have to You got to get that going. This is a great song to get ready to in the morning. Oh, yeah. While I was listening to the song for the very first time, 
Uh, I was making breakfast. And, and I, I want to stop phone. you as well, because we have not mentioned it, but Kelly is actually calling in from the great land of Hawaii. <laughs> and you can see the beach right now as we're talking. Yeah. Well, Seagulls while flapping about. While I was about. listening to this song, I was doing dishes while I'm looking at the ocean. Boom. We can hear and the, I lied about the dishes. You can hear the breakfast. waves in the background. It's lovely. Oh, yeah. So so breezy. So breezy. Oh, this, uh, this song would be great for an early 90s movie. Getting ready montage. Okay, Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Okay. Mandatory. San Francisco Galler. Yeah. Someone's getting tricked into dating somebody. Nice. For sure. But first, we have to get ready. Are we just playing the guitar part, or like we're having Bob go full on? Because I don't know if that's like really conveying the. I mean, I think I think it could apply to a really nice rom com. Some like shenanigans are happening here. So you don't understand my feelings for you. They're complicated. Oh, yeah, that's true. It seems like I'm just being a douche who's going to take advantage of you. Well, you know what? You, you know what they would do too. They would essentially play those lines and then just instrumental all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So pretty much this whole song would just be instrumental. And then you don't understand my feelings for you. Instrumental. And we're back to the <laughs> intro. And just back to just the intro until we need to fade out on Freddie's beautiful eyes. It's actually n- not even a whole movie. It's just them getting ready for 90 minutes on a loop. Oh, okay. Well, that's a great movie. <laughs> As long Surprised as, they didn't As long do as Rachel Lee cooks it in, it's, it's all good. Okay. And she has to be wearing overalls. And she's got to be available. <laughs> uh, the song is fun and upbeat. Okay, second listen. Listening to the song, just the song, no distractions with my headphones on. Okay. And this is how I figure out, oh, it's New York, remember? I told you that. A yes, city that never sleeps. Yeah, New York City, yes. right. Um, he seems haunted or regretful, but then also unapologetic. So having no regrets. Like, I do whatever I want. I feel bad. Maybe I don't. Actually, I don't. Which is... All right. I think that's... Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I like that. Saying I'd rather die than go back is super dramatic. Super dramatic. Um, what's a teddy bear face? A teddy bear face... Uh, what do you think a teddy bear face I think it, it means that... Maybe it means that somebody looks one way, they look soft and gentle, oh, they're hey. actually violent. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Sound in the Window. This is the commentary that you can expect going See, forward. You can tell because he illustrates it with the baseball bat, which is violent. I just want to say before, if I don't get a chance to even say it, my favorite line of this entire thing is tossing the baseball. I love how he says it. Mm. Tossing a baseball bat in the air. Love it. Like, love hey, singing yeah. that alive. Oh, yeah. Just just the way, and we're going to do a lot of Bob Dylan, like, lyric, you know, sort of do- delving in the lyrics, delving into the way that he sings. But I got to say, going from face like a teddy bear into tossing a baseball bat in the air. Mm. Lovely. Love the transition. The actual, like, sound. Oh, it feels so yeah. good. Yeah, because you're just, at that point, you're rolling with the song. You're like, fuck, yes. <laughs> we're, we're in. So, anyways, keep going. Um... Oh, yeah, he's hunting naked so suddenly. We were talking to the girl with the teddy bear face, watching her flip baseball bats, and now we're naked in the woods hunting. Right. Yeah, he bounced, and now he's in the woods hunting. Yeah. Naked. Oh, damn, this song is long, and Bob Dylan sounds old, so I'm tired. So, sorry, Bob Dylan. Yeah. But to be fair, he was old and tired. Like, that's only my He was definitely he was full of 60 years old. Full of life and energy recording this song. Cool. Yeah. All right, for third and fourth listen. Okay. Was with my headphones while I was brushing and flossing, flossing my teeth. Why? Uh, is Bob Dylan swap thing because he comes out of the water? Out of what do you say? Comes ashore? Yeah, comes ashore in the dead of the night. And it doesn't. Who does that? Yeah, trying to get in the way. Yeah, trying to do what's right. Uh, what's with the here to start the imperial empire? We were just hanging out, hunting in the woods, trying to find this teddy bear faced girl, and now we're starting an empire. 
Okay. So okay, so you're seeing it as we're still trying to find the teddy bear face girl, not running away from the teddy bear face. Girl. Oh, I don't know what we're doing. Okay. I just we All I right. was I was brushing my teeth, <laughs> and then this right. guy is like, I'm start I'm here to start the Imperial Empire. And you're like shit. I should have been listening more carefully. Yes, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yes. Am I the teddy bear <laughs> face girl? Because am I about to be wiped out? It might be. Yeah. Oh, and it takes me 12 minutes to brush and floss my teeth because it took me to. That is useful information. Welcome to the first episode <laughs> of Side of the Window, uh, Bob Dylan podcast. Yes. Uh, so, is that all? Or? No. Oh, oh damn. Because I listened to it with the lyrics. Oh, nice. That's right. So, okay, just for context here, <laughs> we, we decided uh, she didn't know if lyrics were okay or not. And so, one of the things we're going to be doing a lot here is listening with lyrics. So, yes, I confirmed lyrics are good. We are going to be using the lyrics, for the most part, from BobDylan.com just because they mirror the lyrics book, you know, that you can go buy in the stores. Um, but we are going to be, for other songs, sort of swapping out if there are multiple versions. But that is for the future. We don't want to bog Kelly down with that right now. So right now, we BobDylan.com, those are where the lyrics yes. come from. There's really no variation on this that I know of. So Yeah. All right. Uh, I was listening to this through the, my TV speakers, apparently, with the lyrics. Um, oh. Looking at the lyrics, you wouldn't think this song is six minutes long, because it's like five verses, maybe, but they're all short. They're like four-line little stanzas, and yeah. yet, six minutes long. Uh, the women are creepy to Bob Dylan, but he's the one coming ashore in the dead of night. So, I really think that's a little hypocritical, but that's fine. Uh, who are the Siamese twins? Does that mean boobies? Uh, he keeps saying, consistently throughout the song... They don't understand. You don't understand my feelings for you. Yeah. Um, you could just tell them. You, you, you should really just tell them. You I don't could. really understand why he doesn't tell them. Who tosses baseball bats? We talked about that. Being <laughs> dangerous. Serrated knives are better for cutting meat. Everybody knows that. That's true. Because he said, oh, you could cut it with a sword? Yeah, dull sword. Why would you? Cut it with a sword, yeah. That's just impractical. Isn't you it? do have a sword, however. I did. I, you know, you, no, you still do. I have your sword. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I would welcome you to this episode. You are here. Yes. Just want you to know oh, you do have God. a sword. I still have it. Yes. Right. Uh, and well, actually, check out our YouTube channel. We're going to try to cut something <laughs> with that sword. We're going to try to cut some meat. Yeah. We're going to try to cut some steak with, with a sword. That would, uh, that's a great idea. All right. Okay. If you're listening to this from the future, because this is a little ramshackle, but if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening in the future, uh, please go to our YouTube channel. We are going to try to cut some, some meat with the sword. Straight up. God. We're not even kidding. Uh, Bob Dylan, the prostitute. He sells a smile for a half price, which is sad, and he should feel um, secure about himself enough that he could sell for a little. I went a whole price. Well, I mean, not even 75 He went straight to half. Uh, I would show you a, a picture of him on the cover of Love and Theft, but I think I think that it would um, it would just sadden. So we're not gonna, we're not even gonna yeah, delve well, into that. He doesn't we're have a. He do, I, you're right. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know we're having fun from this Bob Dylan's is, expression. I, the song is fun. That's the truth. That's absolutely the truth. Um, is he creating an empire to kill people because he loves someone but is too emotionally stunted? To like deal with those feelings it makes more sense to raise an army. That well, you know, we've all done that. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I was shunned. I'm going to kill your family. Raise this an is army. some Hamilton business. Okay. I'm gonna kill your. Friends and family, and oh yeah. So, uh, final thoughts. And sued by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the irony is we're not getting sued by Bob Dylan, but we got sued by Lin. No. Shouts out, Lin. Love you. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Um. So what I think this song is about. My final yeah. Thoughts okay. On this final song. thoughts song. Okay. Uh, 
the song is about Bob Dylan being in love with somebody who left to New York. He obviously pursued them, but he wouldn't tell them what he meant or what he was thinking because they don't understand. They don't understand. That's true. Um, he left his home in a big huff. Sky split open wide. <laughs> Probably after fighting with his family and friends, my parents warned me not to waste my years. To chase after the one who got away, to confront them, but still refuses to tell them how he feels after he gets there. And choosing instead to build empires and hunt naked in the vast woods of New York City. Vast woods. And, the finger uh, lights. Side note, he never specifically states the gender of the person he's pursuing, which oh. I appreciate. Okay. So. Well, she's tossing. Well, that's true. So, so he just encounters a lady well, okay. that is tossing a baseball bat. Well, I said my woman. He doesn't say that. You said that he says that, but I looked at the lyrics and I listened to the song. As well, I said my woman's got a face like a teddy bear. I think he just says a woman. Okay, so he says my woman. All right, I concede. You looked it up. It's fine. Now my whole point is moot, and now I'm less excited about Bob Dylan. What is even, Do you feel good about yourself? What is even more fun is that your point is even more on point than you ever thought before because he was with his woman before but he went off in search for something we want to believe it's love and maybe it was love we don't know he's naked going to woods. love he's running naked in the woods that's right it's Sasquatch it's still Sasquatch it, it might be Sasquatch day. and so it, uh, we don't know yes. if it's a girl or a guy alright so or who knows Sasquatch what's your favorite line of the song wait I lied my oh. favorite line of the song line of the song okay. is okay I don't let me let me think yep what's your favorite line where he I'll says the mine. thing about naked and hunting where he goes he's naked and hunting in the woods Okay. Um, because it makes me think about uh, the song Hunter by Bjork. Where she says, I'm going hunting. But she doesn't talk about being naked. Oh, Bob Dylan's but she would like be that. naked, though. Surely. She's, I think she's naked in the music video. The naked the music video is like her from the shoulders up. See, naked, so it's so. pretty much yeah. just exactly that. Um, your favorite line is, oh, the baseball. You just said that. No, no. Well, I love the baseball bat, but I think the best, my favorite line, just if we're going to say that, is going to be, um, what is it? Lots of things can get in the way. take on this song never listening to honest with me before in my life or really any bob dylan song can you please daniel give us some context on what this song is and means and uh more about just honest with me the track yes i can <laughs> so honest with me is from 2001 bob dylan's record is called love and theft according to bob dylan's website it's been played 601 times live fun fact my first time seeing bob dylan was in 2007 at the Ted Constant Convocation Center in Norfolk, Virginia. It's Convocation. I don't know what a con, uh, con, 
uh, Tim Constant Convocation Center. Yeah, saying it again doesn't really make sense. Yeah, Convocation. (laughs) Um, Please tweet us at (laughs) SOTWpod to what Convocation means. I'm actually not 100% sure. It's where I graduated. Uh, ended up, yeah, I saw them front row tickets. It's a big convention center kind of Big convention center, yeah, just a stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, girlfriend bought me front row tickets. It was great. Apparently, it was an interesting show because he um, he played guitar. He hadn't played guitar for about two years live. He would just play mm-hmm. piano. But he came out and played the first three songs on guitar oh, cool. before transitioning to the piano. So that was really fun. Um, however, the record uh, was released on probably the worst day you can imagine, September 11, 2001. Um, but the album, according to Michael Gray, who wrote an invaluable book that if you've never checked out, it's called the Bob Dylan Encyclopedia. Kelly is not allowed to look at it just based on the parameters of this podcast. No. But if you are curious, I highly recommend it. Um, but he described the record. I'll just go into a little bit about like where this song is placed uh, amongst Bob Dylan's work. It's called a, uh, he, he described it as a, as a tumult of generously packed minor songs that, quote, bump up boisterously against each other like tuba players in a caraback bouncing off an excursion of a lifetime, calling to and fro amongst themselves an excited dialogue about everything under the sun. The title is important, as it's in quotations, Love and Theft, and it'll give you insights into the songs within. They're a patchwork of old blues records, they're reworkings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain, there's dialogue lifted from F. F. Scott Fitzgerald, who wrote The Great Gatsby, uh, there's two dozen verbatim lines that are used by a Japanese author. Uh, that book that he took from, which is called uh, Confessions of a, Yaku- of a Yakuza, uh, was itself an oral history. And most importantly, uh, it's uh, for this song, it's a reworking of an old Civil War song. Dylan said that Love and Theft was based on the 12-bar Delta Blues. The album itself is 12 tracks long, which makes sense. Each one lifts each other off and drops the other off with a consistency that Dylan has played with for the last 15 years or so, and I think Honest With Me may be the most signature track that exemplifies all of that. Um, so for me personally, I've loved Love and Theft uh, because it's always felt really anachronistic, like it belongs somewhere else. Um, you know, Gray, who wrote the Bob Dylan Encyclopedia, he believed that this was the most fun that Bob Dylan's had on a record since 1969's The Nashville Skyline, which I think for a lot of Dylan listeners, that feels pretty true. Uh, but the tone of Love and Theft, I think, is immediately buttressed with his 1997 record, Time Out of Mind, which he won a Grammy for, for Album of the Year in 1998. Wait, but, Bob Dylan won a Grammy in 98? I think Bob Dylan's for won... For Album of the Year? He, I think Bob Dylan's won a couple of Grammys. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's... Uh, yeah, but, no, like, he, come on, the late 90s. Well, like Steely Dan won in, like, 2000. Steely Dan wasn't alive then. Who's, what's it, Steely Dan? I would say that Adele won, but the <laughs> Grammys haven't happened yet. You're in Hawaii, so... Beyonce Lemonade's gonna win for sure. For sure, there's no. Way. I'm actually rooting for Sturgill Simpson. Uh, What's this? What? Isn't that a fish? Oh, Stur- Stur- Sturgeon. That's what I'm thinking of. So 1998 had Grammys as well. We're gonna leave Sturgill to the side because <laughs> um, I want to Kanye you right now, but I'm going to let that stay. I'm gonna let that stand. Uh, but anyway, no, yeah, no. So you didn't know Bob Dylan even won a record uh, Grammy for. I know he's great and everything, but like so he wrote. The time out of mind is fun. Not to get too far into it, but he he had a he was sick and he thought he was gonna die, 
So all the record, all the songs on that are real poignant. Really? The one you won the Grammy Death for? Heavy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Real int- and a lot of people point to the production of Time Out of Mind being very different because it's actually Bob Dylan as Jack Frost who mm-hmm. uh, produces, who has produced every record since Love and Theft. So pretty much he's been producing his own stuff. But this is a very unique kind of record um, that kind of sits singular in the Bob Dylan canon. Very good. But looking at it now, he was up against some obvious not going to wins. Uh, you know, I don't, I've never heard The Day by Babyface. Yeah, didn't Didn't know that was a thing. Uh, this Fire by Paula Cole. No. God bless, but I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Fleming Pie, Paul McCartney. We yeah. don't know who Paul is, yeah. uh, but don't know. And Hold Back. <laughs> you ready? Yes. You have no idea? No. OK Computer by Radiohead. See that? OK. This, yeah, this is, this is Beyonce versus Beck at the 2014 <laughs> Grammys all over again. Or ever beforehand. <laughs> This is coming to you before the 2014 Grammys as well. We are in Hawaii. This is recorded in 2013. Years ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, see, like, I, I I, imagine anybody that ever listens to this that actually gives a shit about Bob Dylan, that really cares about Bob oh, Dylan, yeah. is going to be very mad about what I'm saying. But, oh well, my God, Radiohead. Yeah. Okay, Computer's a great album. Okay, so let's take, let's take that conceit right there where you're saying how much you love Radiohead. Yeah. Imagine Bob Dylan topping it, and let's roll with that idea. Because I don't think it's... Far fetched. Yeah. Well, uh, that album specifically. That album you've... specifically, but also, and, and I, you can say Bob Dylan got the clout because he was going to die and all this kind of stuff. But I think that, I think there is something to be said as a, as a Radiohead fan as well. I love OK Computer. I love Time Out of Mind. I don't think I would want to compare the two. Um, I think that it's one of those strange battles in time. But but I think if you just work with the concept that holy shit, Bob Dylan beat out Radiohead, yeah. and you hold this to see for Radiohead, I think you can see. Why you're committing to a 700 episode <laughs> about Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan yeah. and not Radiohead yet? Although right. season two <laughs> is all going to be Radiohead, apparently. No, so yeah, so he won in 1998, which is kind of crazy. Um, hey, you learn something new every day. All right, Kelly, so I'm interested now. We've kind of got your take. we got a little bit of historical context. Um, I want to be frank right off the bat. We are not experts in blues. We're not experts in music. We played it one time. I used to be in a punk band. I was in a jazz band a in a jazz marching band, band in marching high school. Band. <laughs> Can you read music? Yes. Or Okay, yeah. so there is a level of competency that we bring to this. But I think for the most part, I think we're two people that love words, and I think we're going to delve into, like, lyrics a little bit more than sort of what that drum beat was right you know for me it's like that the drums on this song are dope i don't know how to really attack that much more but i think as we get on with this we'll have a lot more to talk on and i think we're going to consistently delve into songs from the you know blues tradition the folk tradition maybe around bob dylan and have a little bit more to talk about as we kind of get a little more songs under our belts and kind of understand what we're doing here so you kind of went over before what you thought the song was about. So you're seeing it as sort of a 
sort of a jilted lover type yeah situation. to me it played more like a love song that took song. a weird turn at, at the end like the, the third verse I, I think we're suddenly we're starting an imperial empire and to me before there was no like context to warn that like this it just played very straightforward that this guy's following this girl to new york city and then like struggling a lot with his emotions about what he thinks she should be reacting to him about yeah and he doesn't really understand he keeps screaming <laughs> you don't understand but refusing to you know well yeah and i and i, and I wrote down a couple notes here so i'll kind of like go through it but I, the first thing that i thought immediately listening to this is the lost love thing i think it's fine and although i feel like it's more like loving a person who has either loved you like the teddy bear face woman to me as somebody who you either who either like never loved you back or somebody who you know time has passed circumstances have changed doesn't love you anymore and so you're seeing her in this kind of different light maybe the baseball bat used to be something sexy and now it's something very intimidating you don't understand it um which he does say a couple times <laughs> in this. Uh, i didn't even think about that but um but in that reading uh, you know i sort of feel bad for the narrator because he's kind of doing all that he can he's telling himself you know you don't understand it my, my feeling for you you know being honest with me if only you knew and so we're saying what about what about what but maybe he doesn't even know exactly what it's sort of the language between lovers um and also if the, the person isn't you know is the person not honest do these person do, do they really love him but they can't love him you know i think that there's it, it almost feels like the narrator's trapped like like i think we we know we both know how he feels you know i think that that's a pretty common expression um to be trapped within somebody who maybe loves you but doesn't know how to show it or maybe loved you at one time but doesn't really know um so if i tell you that i think that it's much more than a love song do you want to go down that path with me yeah well i mean like you you've mentioned obviously we've talked about bob dylan peripherally before just because you were a huge fan so you can't go too long without no. talking about bob dylan in some way shape or form okay so i know that you know this guy isn't a surface level writer right uh my comment did on win it, a nobel prize yeah. this podcast is coming after his nobel prize <laughs> i do i do know that but like, before the grammys <laughs> yes and from hawaii and from hawaii I still hear those waves that's right uh, so I, I like I get it. I understand the magnitude of this person as a as an author as a force and obviously somebody that's not like one dimensional. Okay, and I, I totally get that. So yeah, anything beyond it, like, I'm always gonna take it at okay. face value because. Uh, well, I think I think as we go forward, maybe we'll start to see you not take it so much at face value. Maybe we'll start yeah. to delve into the obs- into the absurd. Um, I think I'm about to delve into that territory. I don't think I'm necessarily wrong, but I think there's enough evidence to refute me. But I'm gonna say that I think that this song is a civil war veteran if you will on the confederate side who's returning we're essentially in a backdrop of a world that's changed the war is over he's returning to the south you know a world that doesn't make sense to him anymore and it leads him eventually to the west coast to start a new life essentially fulfilling the manifest destiny here in the united states i think one of the first things that i that i noticed is the line i'm not sorry for nothing i've done i'm glad i fought i only wish he'd won now that's lifted from an old civil war song oh i'm a good old rebel which we do have a clip of so let me just play that really quick over here i'm a good old rebel now that's just what i am and for this yankee nation i do not give a damn i'm glad i fought again i only wish we'd won i ain't asked any pardon for anything i've done i hate the yankee nation and everything they do 
I hate the Declaration of Independence, too. I hate the Glorious Union. And that's where the anachronism as metaphor, in my opinion, elevate the rest of the song, which I find to be similar as Bob Dylan's 115th Dream, which is from his 1964 Bringing It All Back Home record. Uh, we also have lines like, I'm stranded in the city that never sleeps, which reminded you of New York, but it was the 1924 film that first used the phrase, and then it wasn't until 1953, Frank Sinatra's New York, New York, that coined the phrase for the general public. The South Side fits the bill, and you're saying, you know, the South Side women you're staying away from, but the South Side fits the bill for something that we typically don't want to be in in today's world, but it could also refer to the American South Side being literally the South. Um, he doesn't want to go back to the defeated Confederacy. And like I said earlier, I feel like he's trapped, and we were talking about trapped emotionally, but I think he's trapped in, in a variety of ways, including, obviously, that. But we also get this excellent description of his wife. I mean, I can't stress it enough. I love it. You know, she's got a face like a teddy bear tossing a baseball bat in the air. You know, hell, her cooking doesn't even taste the same. Uh, that's not all. The next couple of lines are going to introduce, which is kind of a historical, this creepy modernity. You know, something that we're going to recognize today. You're talking about the Siamese twins being boobs and i'm talking about them sort of being like a circus like a collective national type of entertainment that's sort of flooding his psyche he's he's not seeing southern you know minstrel so shows if you will anymore he's starting to see a sort of a generalized collective national type of uh type of entertainment um, and even our narrator in that description uh, is willing to sell himself like you said at a reduced price and for you you see that as bob you're better than that and i'm <laughs> saying that's sort of uh you know it's kind of selling yourself as a commodity selling yourself as a brand and we know that very well and so in a sense he's kind of like i think kind of like you and i he can't fucking take it so he lost the war he lost his woman he jumps on the southern pacific leaving at 9:45 in st louis and he rides all the way to the west coast on the basically finished transcontinental railroad line which was finished in 1869 like so many other people after the war now he's stark naked he's free and he's part of this new imperial empire where he'll do whatever circumstances require. <coughs> Kill Indians. <laughs> uh, he'll be part of a movement west where he'll go with God on his side into the Indian Wars of the 1870s, the imperialist ascendancy following the uh, Spanish-American War in 1898, and the annexation of Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippines uh, shortly after. And on that note, I think the last line about his parents warning him not to waste his years, and that he still has his, their advice oozing out of his ears all, those, all these years later, is pretty ominous. I mean, to me, that signals that he's going to pass that on to the next generation, and the cycle is just going to keep continuing. Even though we've run out of land, if you will, we're still creating the next imperial empire everywhere at all times. I'm here to create the new imperial empire. All of this scope, everything that's happened, he still feels that she'd love him 
If only she knew. If only she knew what? Who knows? Is she specifically actually the teddy bear woman? Yeah, so that is so yeah. Or so are you that, talking about America at that point, right? Like couldn't you, you Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. after after all that long windedness. Yeah, I mean you could be talking about you could be going to America, sure. You could be talking about the grizzly, you know, the, the woman who's got a face like a teddy bear. Yeah, because in theory, he's talking to her, or so it seems, you know, talking to her before the war, coming home to that after the war, and even after he's saying, you know, we could have done this together. This all could have been us. I mean, who, who knows? I guess it's all a little bit crazy. But that's my take on Honest With Me. A beleaguered Was it convincing? rebel soldier. Yeah, rebel soldier returning from the war, seeing that everything's changed and going off to uh, invade the Philippines, an American tale. <laughs> oh, God. That was our first episode of Sign on the Window. Hope you guys enjoyed my first listening of a Bob Dylan song. Yay! I've grown, I've changed, the world is a little bit brighter. Um, I just want to talk about briefly, Daniel and I are going to talk about briefly what we did this week a little bit, and uh, if we have any recommendations on things that we like that you should like, or, you know, might like. That's true. And also, just take note, the Super Bowl has happened, the Patriots won, and the Grammys have not happened. So, I would say that you should go listen to Lemonade, which will definitely Surely going to win, win the Grammys. The Grammys. Yes, for album of the year. Yes, and 25 by Adele is great. I don't think it really has a chance to win. I mean, I think Sergio Simpson, all joking aside, I think Sergio Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth is one of my favorite records of, of last year. But if you're really looking for something great, i got to say The Day by Babyface. I mean, how... How I mean, I mean we should really turn back time. Cue the turn back time theme song. Turn back time. Bow, bow, bow. Cher has definitely won a Grammy. Cher has definitely won a Grammy. <laughs> wow. Uh, so listen to Cher. Listen to Sergio Simpson. Babyface. Lemonade's certainly going to win. Babyface. We're gonna we're gonna outro on Babyface. But Kelly, what what what's up with you this week? Uh, this week I'm visiting my mom in Hawaii. Oh, it's been yeah. really really great. You're still in Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been Come eating. On. Yeah, free food, having my laundry done for me, just generally being a spoiled brat. Yes. Uh, I've been watching Parks and Rec again for the third time through the entire series, and I just that show is so good. The show it, is so won't good. stop being good. Um, It'll never stop being good. Yeah. So that would be my recommendation in, in case anyone alive has not watched Parks and Rec. Well, I guess I was, have you ever watched The Good Place? No. Okay. So uh, Mike Schur, who did Parks and Rec, is doing The Good Place. If you have TV, you might have already watched that. If you, <laughs> if you, I mean, because that's I think a little more popular than Parks and Rec ever kind really? of was. Yeah, uh, ratings wise, yeah. it got a little bit of a bump. So I would say if you are watching The Good Place and have never watched Parks and Rec, do yourself a favor. I watch 
and watch Parks and Rec. Okay, so those are our recommendations for this week. Again, this week where the Patriots won a Super Bowl and the Grammys have not yet happened. Kelly, you are looking out at the waves. <laughs> I want you right now to go to random.org. Yes. And we, essentially every week we are going to pick a song at random. You can go to our website, um, which right now is uh, medium.com slash SOTWpod. Um, or if you can follow us on Twitter, I think that's probably the easiest way. SOTW pod sign on the window pod. Um, get our website there. Go there. You will see a link for a spreadsheet. Click on it. You will then see the updated spreadsheet where we will, after the end of every episode, delete the song in which we just finished and then randomly choose another one. So currently, and I'm pulling up the spreadsheet as we speak now, and I'm going to have you do the randomizing. We are at 663 songs. Now, that could be added if Bob Dylan releases another record. These are all completely randomized three times over, so there is no continuity in this. (laughs) So follow along if you want to, but go ahead right now. Go ahead and change it. We're going to go ahead and delete right now, honest with me, off of this list. So we are going to go down to 662. So go ahead, put the parameters as 1 to 662. Give me what the number is. Kelly Bond. And if the numbers are different in Hawaii, please translate. I don't have time anymore for this. Okay, I'm going to adjust for Hawaii numbers and it looks like 626. What song? 626. 626. Let me take a look here. Oh, okay. So, I want to be your lover. All right. Adorable. I know what that is. I would say this is a poor choice because Valentine's (laughs) Day is coming a week later. Mm. So, we're timing this poorly or timing it perfectly. Because what is time? It's Hawaii time. It's Hawaii time. Hawaii is probably about three years behind or something. I don't know. Well, it's 2014. 2014. Okay, so, yeah, I want to be your lover. So this song, 2014, I mean, this was recorded, (laughs) you know, at that point 50 years ago. So congratulations. Yeah, no, this song actually, funny that we would have this second uh, as our second song uh, selection. This was actually never on a Bob Dylan record. It was part of the first compilation, maybe not the first compilation, but maybe his most famous compilation called Biograph came out in 1985. Mm. Just right off the top of my head. So we will be exploring this. So essentially, um, if you're listening along, uh, you can follow us on Spotify as well. So we have a pot, we have a, a playlist. Uh, if you search sign on the window and go to the playlist thing, you know, in the drop down, you're going to see us. What we're going to be doing is basically posting, uh, the song itself, you know, whatever Spotify has on there. Um, any live versions, if there are any, which I don't think for this one there are. But if there's any, you know, sort of antecedents to the song or any covers that are of any note, I think we're also going to be putting that on. And I think as the week goes by, we're going to be adding maybe songs that we tend to associate it with. So, you know, tonight we talked about Second Wave Ska. So, you know, that's something where if she was listening to it and thought of, you know, whatever band, pop it on there. So the playlist is going to expand. You're going to see it go in real time. Uh, hit us up with suggestions we can always add it on to spread some more love to some other artists out there or if your band covered it hey send it on to us um you can always uh tweet at us at sotw pod we also are at sotw pod at gmail.com feel free to to email as well and i think that's going to put an end to the very first episode of sound of the window so happy yeah so i hope we didn't ramble too much i hope that we're (laughs) still here kelly you are going to be in hawaii again for next week Again, this will be the week after the Grammys. Lemonade will reign supreme. Who knows? The day might sneak up. They might retract Bob Dylan's Grammy. Give it to the baby face. They might. Everybody watch the Grammys. 
Just basically, <laughs> and if you're not watching for anything, watch for Sturgill because I gotta say he's gonna s- kind of stick out like a sore thumb. I think, kind of the way Beck did, but Sturgill is better than Beck. There, I said it. Yeah, okay. but now, now we're gonna leave you from here in 2014 in Hawaii. 2014 but Hawaii. Also 1998. We're leaving you in 1998. That's this is we're going back to. this is Babyface. We'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. It's free.